Welcome back to a Team Voices podcast, our very first ever episode back. We haven't been making a, a bit of episodes in a while, not even since August, but almost a year later, well, a year as a year of Team Voices podcasts, we bring you our special guest, Intercept. Tell us about yourself. What's up, guys? My name is Intercept. I am a 17-year-old content creator and streamer. I have been creating content by itself for roughly eight years, and I've been streaming for about three. Um, my main platforms are Twitch and YouTube, both of which you can find me by just searching up Intercept. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've just been, I started off on console in my phone, and then I recently got a PC, so I'm just taking my content to the next level one step at a time. Cool, cool. So, what was your first console? So, my first console was a GameCube, which mm -hmm. my, I think my dad originally owned. Nice. But I kind of just, like, took it over. And then I upgraded to, like, Wii and Xbox. And the most, like, key point to my gaming, I think, was with my Xbox with Skylanders. That's mm -hmm. still my all-time favorite game. And Skylanders really just put me into the deep end of gaming. And I just fell in love with it. Wow, yeah, Skylanders is a very nice, it's a very classic game. So good. Yeah, it's very true. Which one did you play? Um, I I think it was called, I want to say Spyro's Adventure, but I could be wrong. Hmm. But I, I remember some of the characters I had, but I don't know if it's like the characters are different for each game or not. But I, yeah. I can't remember the exact Skylanders, but. So? Sounds good, though. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, tell us a little bit about your esports journey because we've seen a little bit about that, and we've seen that you were on Team Oasis. But we want to hear about the origin of Enercept's esports journey. So tell us about that. So, whenever I first started gaming, I didn't really consider, like, of course, I was like small, so like getting really good at a game and doing all the content, I and mean, that wasn't really anything I thought of because of course I was a kid I just had fun but once I got more in depth with gaming and found new platforms I got inspired by big YouTubers and by people who are like really good at video games mm -hmm. and I decided to just try to take a shot at myself like learn different games try to get good at them and that really started with Call of Duty for me and I would play yeah. like the competitive mode of Call of Duty and I started getting really good at that and then I started recording commentaries with it and then Fortnite came around. So I did the exact same thing. I got really good at Fortnite. I started doing like the montages, started playing competitive here and there, but not too in-depth. But my channel was solely around Fortnite for a long time. And I would say that Fortnite is the main start of my esports career because that's the game mm. that I think I'm best at out of everything I played. Well, so what um we we hear that you played a little bit of esports and Fortnite. So tell us about that journey, like the um the tournaments you played. Tell us about that. Right. right. So the tournaments. So whenever I say tournaments, I don't mean like epic games, like official tournaments. Yeah, I played in some of them. I never like mm -hmm. really did good in them. But the tournaments yeah. that I played were like invitational, like third party. Um, 
tournaments, like right. Blue Skirmish. If you guys don't know what that is, go check it out. Hey, he plugged it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so it was like you sign up for a tournament, and then you enter in it. It's like you're qualified, and then you play with other people who signed up for the same tournament, and then you get a chance to earn money or whatever. Uh, Discord servers were also a way that I did that with like console exclusive tournaments mm-hmm. or like like nightly scrims or something. And that and like wagers as well, like one v one, winner gets the cash. That's like a bet kind of sorta. And I did those for a little bit, uh, roughly with like the wagers and like the tournaments that I participated in. I made roughly four hundred dollars total. Right. But I never really stepped into like official tournaments because I really didn't have the confidence for that. But. Mhm. Well. It's pretty cool, though, that you got to experience some of the tournaments, right? What were the tournaments called? Do you know? I can't remember off the top of my head. I think there is one now, and it's called Game Battles. Now, I can't remember if I hmm. used that back then, but I, I don't know if they do it anymore. But I did do something similar to what's called Game Battles for Fortnite. That's fair. Sounds good, man. But was this yeah, like um on some third party website? Yeah, yeah. It was it was cool. from like a website and like you could either like buy these tokens to enter exclusive tournaments or you could just do like the pre entry mm. ones and all that, but Yeah. Also heard that you also played a bit of COD. Yeah. Are you playing the new the new one? Yeah, MW two, yeah. So I'm playing it a little bit. I've been uh, playing the campaign it? mostly, but oh yeah, it's so good. I'm I'm really enjoying nice. it. My PC definitely is not, but I am personally <laughs> enjoying it. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, I could imagine COD not being the best on any PC, to be honest. Right, Warzone is unstable as hell, oh, yeah. to be honest. Oh yeah. Have no, you I tried out Warzone too? I have not yet. I want to see if I can fix some problems. With the base game before I try the That's new fair. Warzone. Yeah, yeah. But once I get those specs, I'm gonna try it out definitely because I've heard like proximity chat and all that. It's just really fun. So yeah, definitely look into like um some PC tweaking guides because that can really yeah. up the performance of your PC. It's really good to have that. Yeah, it saves you money. About that. I also have mm. a, a Walmart PC, so I mean I can't expect too much from it. True, but, but you can get quite decent. Right. There are a lot of methods, but yeah. But regardless. Your esports journey, your the teams you joined on this journey, tell us about those. So teams, when I first started off, weren't really a priority to me until I saw like team like called Bloodhound and stuff like that. So I decided to try to join a team for myself. And the first team I do remember, like actually like grinding for, was called Oni. And Ooh, like every hundred subs, nice they had like an RC challenge. And I would grind. I grinded for them for a little bit. And then I got picked up for like some like really small like you could literally consider them clans, not even teams like Instagram mm. teams or whatever that they would like two v two others. And then a couple years later, I got invited to a team who would later become a under an LLC and organization called A Vision. And oh, I was in that yes. team for about a year or two. And then I actually got promoted to a management spot. Oh, cool! And then they kind of fell down. They kind of ended. Uh, mostly because of drama happening between management and owners. There wasn't much Wanna share some? funding going on. Want to share it? Uh, I would, but I don't know if if they would appreciate that. That's fair. Yeah. 
I respect there's, that. There's only one in particular, but I don't want to mm-hmm. call someone out like that. But yeah, they ended, and then I got picked up to Oasis. A Oasis Intercept for a while. Yep. Oasis Intercept, yep. And Oasis was the last team I've been in. Mm. So and I'm, you I'm became like stream lead for now, but yeah. Yeah, it's a shame what happened to Oasis, but you know, it really wasn't, you know, viable right now. Do I want All to right. go do I want to look into like eventually coming back to the esports scene? Possibly, yeah. Depending on how my mental health is, to be honest. I'm not looking to jump back into it right because it's it's quite a draining process. It is. It is. And it's like it's a lot more like you need a lot more patience and a lot more yeah. time when it comes to esports. And they also need quite a lot of money as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, funding is definitely important. And it's also, it's also, um, you also need quite a bit of connections if you want to get off the right. ground. And like, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this, but Oasis got under a little bit of drama towards the end. It was drama that was like a huge overreaction, but um, unfortunately, that didn't that didn't help the team in a, in in a way that helped us get more people. Unfortunately, in fact, it kind of worsened the chances. But you know. We slowly came back up, but unfortunately we got hacked. Um, yeah, some random Fortnite kids, you know. Um, but yeah, like, Fortnite was underperforming. But yeah. Anyway, regardless of that. Um, yeah. Right now I'm running Blue Scummish. And that's doing pretty well. But yes. And Blue Scummish is definitely something you guys should do if you're looking to off your skills and earn some money. Exactly. We're actually running Snow Skirmish 2022. It's a four-week series where the most points points are earned basically after what placement you get. So let's say you place in the first round and you don't place it anymore after that because you get killed off or something, right? That's like 15 points, but like semifinals or like grand finals, semifinals is like 75. I think grand finals is 90 was a hundred, something like that. And at the end of all four weeks, right, we count up the points and the people in top five get a share of a £92.50 prize pool. So yes, stay tuned for that. It starts tomorrow. Well, if enough people join up, that is. Which is a bit uncertain right now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we will see. Also, it's two euros to enter, which is one pound seventy two. Regardless, back to our amazing guest, Intercept. So we also heard that you were on the Zyder 242K grind. Tell us about how you oh. found out about Zyder. So I met uh, the owners and I got introduced to Zyder because of one of their previous members in a streamer called YXY. Mm-hmm. And he started off on Mixer. And that's where I kind of started to fall in love with streaming was through Mixer. Yeah, and I was up to date with his socials, and then he joined a team. And I kind of checked it out because I wasn't like too big into wanting to join a team after grinding for Oni, but mm. I noticed how good their connections were, how supportive everybody in the team was, and it was more than just a team. Like it was, you could very clearly see it was literally just a family of gamers. It's very so true. Very true. I took I took my shot with it, and then they announced the RC challenge, so I took my shot. I got past the first round, and actually on their channel for the like, the announcement, I was on the thumbnail of it. Um, yeah, I didn't make it's that crazy, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the RC challenge was definitely 
some like I I never did something like that, so it was out of my comfort zone. But I think I did mm. pretty good. Yeah, top twenty five, man. Impressive. Yeah. Especially for someone on console and editing everything on their phone and all that. True. I think. How does it I feel to be I... off console now and on PC? Oh, dude, it's great. Like, I don't even game on my console anymore. I use my Xbox for YouTube or Netflix or something. I do everything on my PC now. Like, wow. there's so much limitations to console, especially when it comes to, like, content and streaming. But with PC, I mean, like, the dual monitor setup, like, huge advantage right there. Just being on PC mm. in general, you have... You don't have the limitations of applications you can use like OBS or this is true stuff like that. But yep, yeah, honestly, man, yeah, it was a good job you did top twenty five because there was a lot of people competing, a oh, lot yeah. of people. There's, there's a lot. Yeah, I was too busy running the wastes at the time, which I kind of regret because I wish I was, I had um competed in that Zara two forty k, um, but I got a bit sidetracked. But yeah, it's wow. I'm very jealous. I can't lie. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, nonetheless, so you met YXY through Mixer, right? Yeah. Mixer, a what a great platform, honestly. Thank you so much. Yeah. Wow. I know also Dunway was on Mixer. Shout out yeah. to him, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Um, so tell us about your Mixer experience, because Mixer... It's a very good platform. It's also very great to build connections on there. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. How you, like, so, joined Mixer. Yes. Yeah, so that also was a Mixer. I didn't really consider Twitch as an option. Well, mostly because I was on Xbox. And mm -hmm. I think there was, like, it was, like, a complicated process back then. But I can't really remember too much. But I just know that Mixer was, like, the easiest thing to use because... I'm pretty sure Xbox actually just promoted Mixer as a streaming platform. Yeah, Whenever you yeah, go did. to, like, the record section, like, it's like, stream with Mixer. So I tried it out, and to my surprise, I grew really quick. Like, Mixer was one of those platforms mm. where, like, no matter what you played, you could grow a fan base. This is true. And I would I would average 20, 25 viewers, 30 viewers. And good. given most of those were friends, but, I mean, I had my share of other people come in who I didn't know and all that. Hype Zones. And yes. Hype Zone, yeah. Oh, I love Hype Zones. Instant, so instant boost to like 300 viewers immediately mm. if you're close to a win. Did you ever get any embers? Uh, I did get a few. I remember some mm. embers, and I remember like like the stickers or whatever they were. Kind of like I, th I think they were like stickers. I can't remember exactly, but I do remember like there was some form of like yeah donation. And it's kind of like how channel points work on Twitch now. It's like that, but it's like a donation. I can't I can't remember how it works entirely, but. Like I can't lie. You watch them or expensive stickers you can afford or whatever. Yeah, I can't lie. Embers were great until Twitch just stole them with bits. Yeah. Yeah. With bits. Yeah. I don't get how they got away with that, but you know, sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Twitch basically had to copy a lot of things with Mixer back in that time, if you know what I mean. Like, because they were struggling a little bit. A lot of people didn't like Twitch at the time, and a lot of people were switching over. So Twitch started like seeing ideas, but one thing they didn't take was FTL. Faster than light latency, and it was like really good as well on your internet connection. Like Mixer was was very easy to stream with Mixer. You didn't need the fastest internet connection ever, and you still have almost oh. zero latency. Right. That was like so good, and I wish Twitch and YouTube would implement something like that. And if they do, make it better. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just the compression that happens on those platforms is horrendous. Like with YouTube and stuff, like 
yeah, it's got a lot of work, but I li- like what YouTube's doing so far. But yeah, what do you stream on right now? Right now, whenever I do actually stream, I do Twitch. Mm-hmm. I did do YouTube for a while. I've honestly been like really back and forth with it. Like, I'll start getting tired of Twitch and consider switching back over to YouTube, but like it never happens. But yeah, I started after Mixer. Whenever I got my PlayStation, YouTube was my main streaming platform. But whenever I started making money on YouTube, I just decided to try to make double revenue instead of just revenue from one platform. That's fair. So I switched over to Twitch, and I combined the revenue from both. Mm. And that's kind of where tw- my main Twitch grind happened. Tell us, are you affiliated? I am affiliated. Yes, affiliated for, you, I think it's been a couple of years now. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Tell us, why did you leave Twitch? What was the biggest factor? What do you think YouTube needs to improve? YouTube, definitely, with YouTube's improvement, I think it definitely needs, like, the algorithm improvement with streamers, especially True. with it's the interface. people who stream. Yeah. yeah. People who stream who's solely on YouTube, they need to get pushed out more, recommended mm. more, because with Twitch, they have, like, a recommended streamer, or, like, you have ways to, like, boost the algorithm to be higher on, like, the recommended page, but with YouTube, it's just, like, it's, like, the keywords, like, you have to know where yeah. to find this person. They don't really get bumped like, out, if that makes sense. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing about YouTube is that they don't put much effort into streaming. I know they're trying to, but the thing is that there's a lot of things that they could add, like, let's say, clips. They have clips on there, but it's not the traditional sense. Like, since downloading is against their policy, which is the stupidest thing ever, because they have YouTube Premium, but it's the biggest scam ever. Because, sure, you get rid of ads, right? But a lot of people just, you know, use Adblock anyway. Let's be honest. Right. Which is free. And no one wants to pay, like, you know, £8 for YouTube Premium. And also, they say, oh, you can download videos, but you can't even download it straight to your device. And the cool thing about clips on Twitch is that you can download it straight to your device, edit it a little bit, like, make it like a make it like a TikTok format or something, or like a mm-hmm. Reels format, and then post it again. But you can't really do that. And people go, oh, you know, you can remix it, but it's not the same because YouTube likes to compress it, like, horrendously. Like, I've done it a few times after streams, I find it compressed it down to, like, 160p or something. I don't know why that is, but I found that a lot with live streams. And I think that's something they need to work on is like making it so that they can't, you know, restrict downloading videos straight to your device. Because like you literally have to do it against the terms of stuff. You have to go to another website, post the link down. You can't even do that with clips. You can only do that with videos. And it's not even like legitly. So, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a pain that need to, they need to work on. And, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. Also, another thing is that they restrict, like, all the monetization until your partner. Yeah. Which is kind of stupid, right? Because Twitch is offering those services to affiliates. And, you know, it needs to be something in the middle. It needs to be something right. in the middle. If they make something in the middle, that would be so good. A lot of people would probably move over as well. Because something in the middle where you can go, oh, you can still super chat, you can become a member. Because you can't even subscribe to someone unless they have 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. It's quite strict, yeah. like, but at the same time, I just think, you know... Mm. And that's such a hard grind, too, because for me, YouTube was the hardest thing to grind, but with Twitch, it was so easy, I think, because with Twitch, it's more of, I think, like a streamer-on-streamer-friendly platform, because, like, if yeah. you find a streamer and start supporting them, they're going to do the exact same to you, and their community's going to do the same, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But with YouTube, it's more like, you just got to get lucky if people watch you, I think. This is it's true. Not, 
and yeah, especially with like the watch time and all that, like that's how I actually got monetized on YouTube was whenever I streamed on YouTube. I grew a, a decent fan base from it, and I was getting like hundreds a week. So oh. it was. Yeah, it is, it is quite hard to grow on YouTube. I do agree. Definitely. But it does push you, it does, in the sense like that it does help you because you're getting lack of, less viewers, you're being forced to adapt more. Right. And you're having to like improve your content to like get more viewers. Right. I feel like. But at the same time, yeah, it is a lot of people also don't want to watch YouTube streams as well. Yeah. Most people go, oh, you know, I'd rather watch Twitch. I, I think I'd do the same to be honest. I don't think I watch many YouTube streams because soon I stream on YouTube. I think I watch the odd one or two. But I feel like it's so it feels so it feels so more immersive on Twitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel like you're actually there. I don't know. But I feel like on YouTube, it's somewhat different. Like, you're not actually also, there. Yeah, I also feel like Twitch and YouTube are primarily influenced by, like, your big streamers. Because, yeah. for example, when Ninja got a deal with Mixer, everyone went over to Mixer. True. And, like, when Courage or, like, Cinematatme went over to YouTube, YouTube streamers came up a lot more commonly. So I think... These big streamers are definitely a big influence on these mm. platforms too. I think there definitely needs to be more streamers to go over there if things are going to change, in a sense. It definitely needs to happen. Yeah. But yeah, nonetheless. Yeah. So tell us about your YouTube channel, because we know you had 5,000 subscribers. Tell us about that grind. So... I I think the biggest bump in my career was definitely my brand change. From so my name used to be Unexpected Goats, and that's what I went by for. I want to say four to five years. I mm-hmm. believe I could be I could be wrong on that, but Unexpected Goats was my name because that was my Xbox name, and I like having like everything the same. Yeah. And I kind of got tired of that. I felt like. Especially because whenever I started grinding for teams, because I cha- I rebranded when Fortnite was in its prime. Yeah. And I felt like if I joined a team, Unexpected Goats was definitely the most unprofessional name to have. And I decided to rebrand to Intercept. And in case you guys are curious where the name comes from, although I've been playing baseball since I was like six, uh, I was in a, like a football phase. And like the term Interception, I kind of switched that up mm. a bit differently. To make it sound like the real world, yeah. And I came up with this, and that's American football. Bo- it's helps. American football American for any football. American football, yeah. Yeah, for any European viewers. Should have said that. <laughs> Should have said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. Wow, and it's scary for me. Yeah, honestly, it helped. It's very clean. It's very. It's a very clean name. Do you have the name on a lot of platforms? I'm. I, I think every platform I'm on, I have it. Oh, cool. I'm pretty sure. That's nice. What about YouTube? Because I know they've released a new handle system. Yeah, so... What do you think of that? My name of handle. Yeah, I don't like handles. I don't understand the point of it, in all honesty, because True. having a display name, I think, is enough. Yeah, because it, cause also, right, you'd also... If you don't have the app, right, you feel less original now. Because, like, YouTube will be given, like, the bigger, slightly bigger creators who don't upload, right, or have had that name for longer, right, even if they don't even upload. You know what I mean? Like, there's a YouTube channel on YouTube that has the Superface name, and they haven't uploaded in 13 years, and they've got five subscribers. (laughs) 
And I messaged yeah. him, and they were like, you know, get fucked. We don't care, pretty much. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't say that, but you know what I mean. They pretty yeah, much exactly. did. Here's the YouTube guide. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, generally, yeah. generally, I don't get it. Like, what do you think of inactive accounts? What do you think of like inactive I, I accounts holding really handles? I think on like the platforms like Twitter and like Instagram, I think if they're like inactive with like absolutely no sign of even using the app, I think they should have not necessarily get banned or like kicked off the platform. I think just have their name changed. Yes. So if someone yeah. actually wants their name, they can just take it after mm -hmm. their name gets changed by default. True. But these YouTube handles, it's so confusing to me. Like Especially like how you said, a guy hasn't uploaded in thirteen years. If he's inactive, why did he get the chance to have a handle? Exactly. Like, at that. like I think handles should only be to people who have subscribers and actually upload, even mm. if they're not big. Like they're they have activity on the platform. Yeah. They shouldn't even be given handles out like that anyway. They shouldn't be like saying, Oh, you know, we've reserved a handle for you. Sure, that's cool, right? But give the handle Reserve it for the big creators, of course, right? But don't reserve it for the small creators, right? Because you're going to end up with a mess, you are. You know what I mean? Because you're going to end up yeah. with a ton of inactive channels. And the problem... Um, unfortunately, they did give me the JFace handle. But, you know. Because <laughs> um, my YouTube um, channel link was youtube.com slash JFace, which probably didn't help. But at the same time, I couldn't change the channel URL. Have you heard about that? Basically, you can't change ch channel URLs anymore. Oh, you can't? Nah, they've disabled it because of handles. Oh, uh, well, I think that makes sense. But at the same time... I don't like it. No, it's <laughs> like, yeah, cause my old URL was literally just youtube.com, the intercept. Mm. And it's like... Well, now, of course, I'm not at 100 subscribers yet on my new channel. So it's like the yeah. randomly generated numbers letters. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what they it is now for everyone? It's just like the randomly generated. Um, people it... who have their channel URLs have them, but they can't take it off or change them. Oh, okay, okay. So if you have it, okay. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I, I didn't. I haven't heard about that. Yeah, because I only I only found out about it because I tried to change it when I rebranded, but it's it's so stupid, honestly. Yeah. Like I never understand it. But yeah, anyway. Moving on from YouTube. Hmm. Man. Tell us about your Oasis experience. Definitely the one of the best teams I've ever been in. It's everyone who was active, of course, was like on top of everything. Like even when Oasis was like small and under all the heat, like one hundred percent effort was put in at all times from management and all that. Hmm. And I think Oasis was definitely one of the most underrated teams yeah. in general. We do plan. We do plan to make a return, but it won't be it won't be Oasis. It won't be tropical. It'll be something blue. Something let's just say blue eclipse. Let's just say that. That sounds so whifty. Mm-hmm. I want something that was like some some kind of like swag, something with like style. You know what I mean? Something that's yeah. not doesn't scream esports team. You know what I mean? But so I wanted something like that, something like really different. You know, to the scene. 
Like, you know, look at 100 Thieves. They don't, they don't have to say Team 100 Thieves, you know what I'm saying? I want something that... I wanted something that like stood out. Like I want someone, I want someone to say, "Oh my god, that guy's on Blue Eclipse," you know. I wanted something to roll off the tongue. You know what I mean? I wanted something that was like different, something modern. You know, that wasn't like because there's too many teams out there. That put that put gaming team. You know what I mean? Too many. You know what I'm saying? There's too many um, esports teams out there with team and clan. You know what I'm saying? But what do you think? Yeah. In terms of like, like, like just team names in general, or like, like, like the team itself. Like, what, what, what do you mean? What's your, what's your question? Basically, there's too many teams out there with what's it called? So like, team or gaming, by in their oh, names, yeah. and I feel like it's really generic. Yeah, it. I think too. It just depends on like the name that they chose because with some teams like mm. if they don't have team whatever it just doesn't sound right yeah but i think it i don't know it's like i think it's there should be some adaption to it it's like overused mm-hmm. like the gg like that makes sense at the same time like why this is true like i don't know it's i've never really owned a team or whatever i've attempted to start one that went absolutely nowhere but oh it's like tell us about that uh, dude it was i just got really bored and i decided to try to take matters to my like just see what it was like and Mm. how much like owners and stuff really deal with yeah and just thinking of the name and starting it off with like a few members to like launch it itself was hard enough Mm. and i that part was always the hardest Oh yeah, I think yeah. like a week after like actually starting the team, I just gave up on it. I was like, it was gone. Do you know what it was called? Uh, oh, dude, I can't even remember. I That's think it fair. went over. Oh, oh, um, um, it started with a P. I forgot. Oh damn it! No, I can't even remember. I know it. I'm gonna think about it and like I'm gonna remember it in like five minutes. Mm. And I'm gonna randomly say it, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Persevere. I like that. I like that. I prefer that to a lot of other esports teams where they just have like a random like word or something, but that actually kind of has a lot of meaning behind that name. Because you know how they have a lot, there's a lot of esports names with like just what's it called? Like something stupid. Like they're just looking at the English dictionary and go, oh, you know, what can we have? And then they just go like dog bone, GG or something, or like. Like they literally just pick any word and then just slap on the generic um what's it called um graphics designer logo and ev- every yeah. single e- Instagram team looks the same. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. No, definitely. Like, I think yeah. <laughs> just like a name like that. Like if it has some sort of value to it, I think mm. the team would do better instead of because then they could have a message behind it. Yeah. And they can have like their own motto and stuff like that and like. Mm. They can connect the like personality of the team to the name kind of thing, yeah. if that makes sense. It's why I chose Oasis, because um, behind it was like, because it's all tropical, right, of course. So it gave me a right. lot of um, colors and a lot of branding to go from. Because I can just think, if I'm going from Oasis, I can go tropical and go to like basically a bit of an ocean. And maybe I'll go to a desert, you know, on some days, you know what I mean? I could take the branding quite far. So it's gone through a little bit of a color change. As time went on, it, from like blue and green, but it used to be white and green. 
I think it went for a bit of Steve being blue and white, but yeah, I think Armour kind of influenced that because we basically had Armour GG jerseys we did. And mm. they designed oh, a jersey yeah. they did. And it was basically their own choice of colours it was. It wasn't even like our choice of colours. It was literally just their like own spin on spin on it. And I loved it. So I just kept the colour scheme of blue and green. Because it looks very clean, like the, the light colours, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. Um, the smiley face was new. But yeah. Nonetheless. But regardless. Um, yeah, honestly. Stay tuned for Blue Eclipse. Released in next decade. But jokes aside, jokes aside. Um, I don't know yeah, when. Wait, we're old. Yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> Eighty-year-old team, man. <laughs> Grandpa GGs. <laughs> Literally, only, man. Only, only the elderly can join. <laughs> Someone needs to make that, man. Someone needs to make that. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> that would actually be. That would go so well. I bet the branding would be amazing. It'd be so wholesome. Especially exactly. And then, like, the gaming house would just be like a retirement home or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude oh my god that's great alright man that'd be sick you just see some random like um granddad on like the um the run over his racing wheels and stuff with like the gaming headset on and stuff and the VR headset on but yeah oh wow yeah man. grandma in the wheelchair with the like the like the Elgato and yeah stuff like that. they just <laughs> pressing buttons on the stream deck be right back guys Man, so if anyone's watching this and they want to make a team, make that team a reality, man. Please, <laughs> just don't Retirement copy blue clips. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, Grandpa GG's, man. Wow, <laughs> that'd be so good. Probably taken or something. Oh, definitely. There's someone around there, an Instagram team, or at least, or something. Yeah, of course. It's gonna be some random team, right? I bet the domain's not taken though. Mm. Why not? Yep. Interesting. Anyway, regardless, um, yeah, and now we're on to the section where you ask me the questions. All right. So three questions. My first, my first question for you is, in terms of mentality with esports, like, what do you think the best approach is to stay positive and keep a positive attitude when things get like hard or? Mm. What What do you think? Like your your advice for people who want to start. See, this is this is a ve- this is a very good one because I like this question because basically, I struggled struggled with this quite a lot because it's a lot of pressure running the team, and I find that if you really want to get somewhere, you have to have a life outside the team. If you ju- don't have a life outside the team, it's it's gonna become unbearable because you're always gonna be worried. Oh, if I lose this, you know, I'm gonna have nothing left in a sense. You have to make sure that right, you have a life outside. Because if you don't, like, let's say if things are like you're under pressure, like go outside, go for a swim. Because so, like swimming is like what I do, like basically, um, stay like you know outside of my kind of esports kind of like realm, I guess you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm sure like you, yours is um, what was it again? Baseball. Yeah, baseball. Yeah. So you gotta find something like another passion outside of esports if you really want to keep it going, because otherwise you're just gonna feel trapped and like you're gonna be. Because if you have nothing to lose, you'll find right that you'll be a lot more comfortable running the team. 
And yeah, it's very important to have a life outside the team. I can't lie. Another thing, right, is trust your gut instinct. If you think someone shouldn't be on your team, they probably shouldn't be. And what's it called? Another thing is, right, don't be afraid to ask for advice as well. There are plenty of people out there who have been doing this basically a while, and they've made mistakes, right? But a lot of things, right, if you really want to get somewhere, you can learn the best things from the worst people as well. You can. Because, um, just because someone's done bad things, right, like on an esports team or something, you can still learn quite a lot. You don't even have to talk to them, just study their behavior and stuff and what they did right as well. Because just because, right, someone did bad things, right, doesn't mean everything they did was all bad. So you've got to, you know, take everything with a piece of salt. And if you can do that right, you can become the ultimate esports owner because you can pick apart at stuff you're doing wrong and then go, oh, am I doing that? And what am I doing wrong as well at the same time? Also, another thing is, right, make sure to focus on only a few brands. I struggle with this quite a bit. But basically, try not to get invested in doing too much brands and try and focus on just the esports team at first. Sure, you want to do the big plays like the podcast, the esports team. Sure, that's right. fun because you get to like you know diversify your content. But yeah. at the same time, make sure you're actually paying attention to what you're doing, because just because you're again you know a few podcast episodes out every week or so, right? Your esports team isn't growing, right? And then other people see it's a lot different to what you think compared to an outside of you. So an outside view also is very important. Like, definitely, definitely. Because if you if you don't know what the outside thinks of your esports team, right, only the people that are on your esports team, sure, they're gonna like it. It's like a special VIP club. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people will not want to be on a team, right? That you know doesn't have a lot, right, until they join it, because they won't know what's going on. You know, you've got to keep the audience informed, in a sense. Yeah, and to add on to like the whole branding thing, make sure not to overwhelm yourself. I think this because is true. If, if you, if like, like he said, like all these brands, like podcasts or like whatever you think, if you do, if you focus on it too much, then like the mainstream stuff is just gonna go downhill because of how overwhelmed you are. Exactly. With everything you're trying to manage and yeah, something I've learned right is that less is better because yeah, it's a lot more important to do less right than to do more. Because sure, yeah, people might go, it. oh, because when I first started Oasis, right, people were like, oh, you don't have this, you don't have this game, you don't have this game, you don't have that game. The thing is, right, you kind of have to block out those kind of people. And sure, they um, they say they support the team really, but all they do is just like to add salt to the to the wound, basically. Like it, it's nice that they are adding stuff, to, saying they want stuff in the team and stuff. But at the same time, it's your team at the end of the day. Make sure that you're happy. Because if, if you're not happy with just adding everything like FIFA, you know, every single game on the planet, you know, to your team, yeah. So it's very important to trust your gut instinct. Right. Because, yeah, especially with um, members and stuff, right? Because I had, when I first started, right, it was more of a content creation team. That's another thing you have to decide. Do you want a content creation team or an esports team? They're very different. Yeah, because definitely. Esports 
how do, how do I describe this right? Esports right is a lot more focused on salaries, um, editors. Of course, there is for the content as well, but it's yeah. it's a lot it's, it's a lot easier to run, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Towards yeah. the end, I did a little bit of both with um an Apex team as well along the side sidelines, and it was quite fun. I will I won't lie, but it is a lot harder. And it requires a lot more connection to get players because they expect oh, yeah. more from a team, and most yeah. players want a salary as well. Right. So if you want to get an esports team, right, make sure you have a salary to back it. Sure, you can start off like recruit some people like that are just wanting to like work themselves for fun. I'm sure you'll find the odd one or two people, but yeah. I would mostly focus on the content side, right, so you can gain some high attraction. Because um, content is what most esports teams are lacking. Considering the teams on Instagram, look, look at those, right? Most of these teams just post the average, like, 90s clips. A lot of them, I call them Stone Age teams, or Caveman teams, okay? Because they, they're still doing stuff that was popular in 2018, and they haven't, like, you know, moved on from that. And it, it's a shame, right? Because, yeah, a lot you see a lot of people go, oh, I'm grinding for so-and-so team, and I've been grinding for two years. Why haven't I jo not joined? It's because they've been basically just posting their creative warrior clips. Like, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. But no, no one really wants to see the same thing every single week, two years straight. Like, there's you got to, like... That's also another thing for, like, grinders to take in mind, right? That it's also about quality not quantity another thing i learned right that is one. that i ended up Never having one. like 40 members and it's it's less of having 40 members right it's more of having people right that actually carry the brand exactly you don't like, want 40 people like yeah only, like seven of them could actually be putting in the effort exactly like also people can get a lot lazier when people there yeah. are more people because they know they're going to get away with it because then yeah. you go, oh, but so-and-so did this, you know? Why does Susan get away with it, not me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. But yeah, like, it's 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 one of those things, you know? It's like, you have to, like, there's a balance. There's a big balance and stuff. But yeah. But yeah, there's a yep. lot of um, leadership skills it takes as well to run an esports team. Because oh, yeah. unless, you, unless you have a manager, right, it's very hard to keep an esports team afloat. Because um, you don't even know what people you are hiring. And I'll tell you what, right? The people that I ended up getting at some points, right? Some of these people were not good people, right? And that's why it's very important to do your background checks. Obviously, it's very hard to do on social media. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's more important to do your background check than just recruit someone. Because a lot of people will be put off when you try to, like, extensively look into them. But that normally is a red flag when recruiting someone. Because if if you're looking into their, like, you know, career and stuff, right, when recruiting them and asking them loads of questions, right, sure, they're put off, right? But the real people won't be because they know, you know, they want you for the long run. But, yeah, you... Yeah, because if the people are getting annoyed, right, don't worry about them, you know? Just because yeah. it's a lot better to have people, right, that you know aren't going to just be some absolute weirdo to the other people on your team. So it's very important to, like, you know, not have that. 
in that case. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second question I have for you is back to whenever you first started Oasis. If there was one thing you can go back and change, like in starting it, or like something you could do differently and growing it or whatever, what would you do? Mm -hmm. What is something different you would do with that? Interesting. Yeah. It's another great question because, see, I liked the start of Oasis. I did. But another thing was. I don't know. I actually don't know about this one. This was a hard one, actually. Yeah. Because Gen 1 wasn't... It wasn't I wouldn't say it was the perfect roster, but Gen 1 was one of the, like, the nicest teams I've ran of Team Oasis. Like, and it, all the esports teams I've run. Because I, I ran a few, but they weren't like you know esports teams, in a sense. But I will say... What's it called? Hmm. I don't know. Because I've, I've thought about this, I have. I've thought about this a little bit. But I guess I have to say, the thing is, stop. Thing, another thing I'd change, right, is to stop caring about what other people think. Back oh, yeah. then, I cared too much about what other people thought of the esports team. And, yeah. I also. In the way. Yeah, I also listened to. That also goes back to, you know, the first question as well. Another thing is like, not care too much. Because on the internet, you really need a thicker skin. And it takes a while to do that. I'm still learning myself. But at the end of the day, what's it called? You're always going to get criticized, especially when you... Because normally, the case is right. If you're, going, if you're doing well, you're going to get criticized anyway. Yeah. Regardless. So you just have to filter it out. Of course, people are going to... You are doing some stuff wrong, sure. But, you know, stuff like... Most people are just trying to take you down as well, especially if you're on Twitter. Like, definitely. If, if you're getting hated on, and if someone's taking the time out of the day to like try to bring you down, you're clearly doing something right. Mm. So that, That's how I think of it. Yeah. Another thing is, right, is try not to listen to everyone you hear, right? Not everyone has the best advice. Right. Uh, especially most members of the team, especially if it's a first team or something. Because it's um, something that I struggled with is that a lot of people would go, oh, we want this, we want this. And at the time, I really wanted to please them, of course. I really wanted them to have this and that and that, you know. I wanted them to be happy and stuff. But the real is, if you, the more you give someone, right, you know, the more they're going to ask for. That's a sad reality. Most, yeah. ten, nine out of ten times. Sure, there's some golden ones that, you know, are satisfied. But a lot of the times they won't. It'd be the next thing and go, oh, he doesn't dis he doesn't respect me now because he won't put X, Y, and Z in the team. But you know. Um Yeah. It's 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 one of those things where Yeah, it's like what's it called? You you can't please everyone. Exactly. And another thing, right, is the censorship thing. And I haven't talked about this since probably the first episode. But um another thing is I don't is that I haven't probably said about before. Is that a lot of people who were hating Oasis, right, because of the whole situation, right? Sure, censorship is bad, right? But these people, right, were actually the ones that convinced me that it was alright to censor people. But the only reason why they they took me down is because I started censoring people, you know, on their team. No, not on the team, but like who had just left the team or something, right? Or like people who were doing bad things as well, and they happened to be their friends. That was the it was a double-edged sword, right? Because 
at the same time, it's one of those things where, sure, what's cool, you can be against it, right? But you can't really be a hypocrite about it if you're going to say, oh, I hate some shit. But in fact, I'll tell you something, right? At the end of Gen 2, three people, because we had a management system at the end, right? It was called the Oasis Division. We have two people voted for um this um the new like censorship stuff right and then only two people didn't but the reason why but um yeah i don't know why this random kid right at the end of it decided to jump out of it and say oh this is wrong and stuff and everyone overreacted but yeah it wasn't actually my sole decision at the time but um yeah another thing is another thing is um what's called um Hmm. Yeah. Another thing, yeah, so that goes all the way back to not caring about what you think, I believe. Yeah. Because. Just wing it. Or not necessarily wing it, just. Not yeah. like a trust your gut thing. Like, do what you think is right, and then. Exactly. It'll, if it works out, take advantage of it. Yeah. Just because people agree with you in one situation doesn't mean they're going to agree with you as well. Like,. How do I describe this? Just because people also got to agree with you in the situation at the first time doesn't mean that they actually agree with you. They could be doing it for any reason. They could be trying to take you down. They could be secretly plotting against you. You, you never know. Yeah. So it's important to, to actually go, do I actually want this, you know what I mean, for my team? Like, it's important that you are making the tough calls at the end of the day and not some random 16-year-old, right, who doesn't know a thing about esports teams, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things, but yes, man, I I just like uh I had to get off that that off my chest, man. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. No, that's good. Let him know. Let him know. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, and my final question for you is, if there's one message that you can spread either around the world or like around the community, what would it be? Like an overall message. One like overall message. Hmm. Like, like a way of life or just like in like the esports community or something like what would a message that you'd want to say be hmm it's, it's, it's a hard one okay don't quit uh, that's my yeah, message don't quit and never give up yep um it's a the worst thing you can do yeah i'm preparing for my grand speech right now okay about not quitting okay <laughs> see here we go, here we go. Seven months, right, I almost lost my career to absolute nobodies, okay? And if it wasn't for Dunway and stuff, and um, and you as, especially as well, who also jumped in and helped as well. and But yeah, he came into my DMs and said, you know, this isn't worth it. You can't lose your career just because, right, it's called these people didn't agree with your decisions, right? People make mistakes. And it's important, right, when you make a mistake, right, to get back up. See, some of you have struggled, right? struggled with is that when I make a mistake right I'll just sometimes just stay there and I find it hard to get back up um, but yeah. for the, peop the people right who also have the same challenge right and it can be quite unmotivating when you lose quite a lot of stuff of course but there's no point because you're just harming your future self in the end right if you know at the point <sighs> just you know what I'm saying right you're just yeah. having your future self, right, if you just give up, basically. And, like, don't put in more effort, right? But it's Take always... Take advantage of your mistakes. Pardon? I think. Take advantage of your mistakes. Learn from them. Adapt to exactly. them. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's only going to help you in the future. 
Yeah, and no one, no one is ever perfect. So anyone who's hating you on Twitter, right, is on Twitter because, you know, most people on Twitter, right, aren't good people either, okay? So just because someone's taking, having a go at you, right, like, most of them are hypocrites themselves, okay? Like, you, the, the best thing to take away from me is that no one is perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. And it's important, right, as long as you learn from them, right, you're not a bad person. I think, right, that a lot of people judge themselves too harsh, harshly, especially if in this landscape, because social media can be quite mentally draining, I believe. I really do. I really think, right, that you see someone, right, doing better than you, you go, oh, you know, so why, why am I not like that? Everything takes time. I think a lot of people, you know, they look at everyone doing better than them and they forget, you know, to actually put in the work in for themselves. Yeah. And they go, no. oh, well, why am I not like that? Dude, yeah, you just scrolled Insta Instagram for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The thing is, right, thing is, most people who are doing better, right, as creators, most people don't really scroll social media that much. Like, um, they're mostly out there creating content. Yeah. A key quote for this, right, is a drug dealer does not take his own drugs. Never test your own product. Well, okay, okay, <laughs> that is, that's probably a bad analogy, right? Uh, but basically, right... <laughs> Is that most people who do that stuff, right, don't get consumed by it, basically. Right. You know, a drug dealer is normally not a drug addict, you know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, obviously don't do drugs, kids, of course. No, stay but, away from it. Yep. I will find whoever does it, and mm -hmm. I will teach them a lesson in a very positive way. But yeah, if you really want to become, like, in this esports kind of landscape and content, of course it's, it's fine to, like, you know watch content and listen to it as well, including Team Voices podcast. But I really do feel like, right, but it's, sometimes you have to filter out a lot of stuff as well. It's very important, I feel like. Because it, it, can, it can be draining on your mental health. So it's important, right, you have a life outside of your brand, I, real I really feel like. Because that's something I struggled with in Team Voices Gen 2. Because basically, I ended up sacrificing too much just for the team. Yeah. And I realized, right, in the end, it wasn't worth it, of course. It wasn't. And there's, yeah, it's just like, you know, because no one knows how long your career, because, you know, it's good. A lot of the time, right, your destiny is often what you try to avoid. So, yeah, it's important, right, to have a life outside of your socials course definitely yeah and also right yep. back to question two again um if if someone right if you generally don't want someone of a team right and other people do just get rid of them okay okay that's uh, um it's one of those things where i had this one kid right on the team and basically Everyone go, oh my god, you're bullying him. Whenever I told whenever I told people like that I wanted like not to not have him on the team. Um I didn't say in like the group chat or something, I just said that like in a management um meeting, right? Because it got to the point where I wasn't like, you know, making a decision for myself because I was caring too much what other people thought. 
And it's another thing that pe- um, if you want an esports team, you have to like, you know, and you don't have a management side, you have to kind of like really, you have to like take most matters into your own hands, right? Because there's a lot of people like, who won't have the same desires of you, right? They can because a lot of people when they're on esports teams, make sure you filter out the people who want a friend group. You do not want people on your team that want a friend group. If you, if there are people on the team who treat as a friend group, then get rid of them, kick them. Yeah, it's very important that you get rid of them because if you keep them, it's not a good look. It's not a good look, man. Definitely, because everyone can see it as well. It also affects your brand, um, future sponsors maybe. Like, um, because it looks a big digital footprint. Yeah, you've got to treat the um the team aspect and your social media presence like a job, like a business. Yeah. In the sense, I agree. I agree. So yeah, if someone, if you really dislike someone on the team, right, don't, you know, put it into the hands of your management, just get rid of them, because in the end, right, it's just going to go wrong. You're just going to end up falling out of them anyway. You might as well just get rid of them on the team. Yeah. Because it's, over time, it will just end up like, you know, shit. But, yeah. And also, don't censor people. Of course, um, censorship, right, it has its merits, but most of the time, right, it's not, you know, it's not a good idea. Unless, like, it's fully authorized. But, yeah. Um, wow. 57 minutes in. Wow. Damn. Time, time flies, man. Mm. Crazy, man. Crazy. Also, also, now we are close towards the end. Like, I've got a few more questions for you. What's that? What is the future of Encept? Man, I, I've really never thought about it, if I'm being honest. If we're talking personal, just finish school, mm-hmm. pursue, I, I want to pursue video game development as a career. Ooh. But if we're talking terms in content yeah. and streaming... I definitely, I, I definitely want to get my YouTube channel back up to where mm. it was before my old one got terminated. Also, I want to make a better name for myself. About that, tell us about how you lost it. Do you mind sharing? So, yeah, for sure. So, I think it's essentially it was an illegal termination because yeah, the I agree. Group of people who play are tr- like struck my videos were people who targeted me over a mm. non-copyrighted like brand like it, it's it, it's so confusing because they didn't like me and i called them out on stuff yeah were they yeah. even a company i don't think so yeah if they weren't then definitely yeah that that's definitely illegal or something right um but yeah it, it's it's generally it's generally crazy that someone could do it because even i <laughs> even i got involved with that matter right and oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh, it, um, got, it got heated. Pardon? It got heated. It was yeah. Definitely, it was definitely a stupid situation. I yeah, think. I was like, I even put in my um whole portfolio to them. <laughs> but yeah, God, was, gods, I was, I was like, was Team Voices CEO of Team Voices Limited, Blue Skirmish, Ocean Abyss, Team Voices Podcast, Blue Skirmish. Um. LLC. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, man. I put everything <laughs> into that, man. Yeah, it was, that was crazy. That's funny. Yeah, honestly. 
Yeah, it's honestly mad. Also, I have one more question for you. What's that? Um, so, in terms of, like, the word, like, if you have a plan, like, a big plan, so, like, for example, like, how you started the whole podcast, mm-hmm. what do you think the most important thing is for starting something so big like that? Like, if you give people advice, if they do want to, like, do like go for more brands and stuff like that, what do you think the best way to approach that is? Good question. Very good question. Basically, the first step is peripherals. What peripherals are you going to go for? Are you going to go for, like, some expensive microphone? Of course, it's it's good to start, like, you know, not too expensive. But if you get, like, some nice USB microphone, it's very important. You don't want to go from, like, a headset or something. And also, another thing, right, is watch a lot of podcasts. So, if you're, if you're going into this scene, it's very important that... Because when I first did this, right... I had no clue what I was doing. I still don't, let's be honest. <laughs> but basically, like, um, I once started with, I once got into podcasting because there was this other guy who got me a microphone, which was my first USB microphone, which was the Elgato Wave 3. And basically, like, practically, um, what's it called? Ah, oh, what was it? How, how do I describe this? Um... Damn, I'm lost, man. <laughs> Basically, there was this um guy, right, who got me into podcasts, and his name was Psycho Kyoji. Turned out to be a pedophile, right? But he got me a microphone. It's like 150 quid microphone, right? I'll get to wait for you. I'm not sure he was doing it for me, but I, ho- I hope not. But anyway, um, got a different microphone anyway now. It's not the same one. Don't worry. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> right, um, yeah, it was um originally not hosted by me, this podcast. It wasn't. But um, when I got when I got rid of him because you know the allegations and stuff, I'm not gonna have a pedophile yeah. on my team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. When I got rid of him from my team, there's also another reason why background checks are very important. Obviously, I did I did my fair share of them, but it's it's quite hard to do on the internet because you could be anyone. You know. Yeah. For all I know, for all I know, you could be Elon Musk. <laughs> oh. Man, I wish. I love <laughs> this is way. Elon Musk, Tesla's co-founder. <laughs> <laughs> it's that video, man. <laughs> Elon. <laughs> uh. Yeah, um, it's definitely important, right, to have a plan. See, with Tim Wasted Podcast, I have um 10 episodes each season. So if I get, the plan is right to get to 10 episodes, and then you see where you go from there. You can either go seasonal or episodic and just go full and just keep going every single episode. It's very hard because you need a lot of connections to um get episodes up and running. The um first time I did Team Wasted Podcast as the host was a lot easier than this time because I became a little bit inact- more inactive right with the J-Phase brand because I was running Team Wasted after Gen 3 most of the time. Yep. And J-Phase hadn't been, hadn't been revived in quite a while. So mostly it was just like I had to get Team Wasted podca- members on the podcast to help boost the numbers. But now that I'm back as J-Face, it's a lot easier running the podcast because it's more of a balance between the business and... Yeah, it's also that goes back to number two. Make sure there's a... Make sure there's a clear, stark contrast between your brand and your company. Don't just, like, become, you know, like for mine, it's become Oasis, you know what I'm saying? Don't just become... Yeah, you have to have a difference between your brand... Because it's very important connections. 
especially. Yeah. And you don't want to be associated just by your team. Otherwise, right, if your team ends, that you've also just ended yourself. But yeah, yeah. pretty much. It's, it's one of those things where if you want the podcast to go up, right, you have to, like, yeah, build upon connections, and it's very important. Because um, currently we are struggling to get a few guests, which is why we're on November the 25th, Friday. Yeah, this is um, recorded on November the 19th, but it will be released on next Friday. Because that's how episodes get released. It used to be every Monday, but I prefer Fridays. Cause, you know, you just finished yeah, work, you know what I mean? Put on the radio, you know what I'm saying, in the car. Yeah, yep. Rev up the Bugatti. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's... Yeah, man. Uh, it's one of those things. It's just like... Connections are very important if you want a podcast to run. And, yeah. But back to, um, what's it called? Your, your um, the drama with, um, what's it called? The, tell us about how yeah. you got into, um, tell us from the start how it happened. Like, all the way to the origin. But, like, what you, what you were doing and then how it got to that point. Right. So, uh, I kind of transitioned over to, like, Roblox content. And mm -hmm. more specifically, like, exploiting, which is, like, it, it sounds so bad, but it's, like, a form of cheating. But it's, like, a form of trolling at the same time. So, it's, like, showcasing different things people can do. And the way I did it was through a group of people who developed something for the, like, mobile Roblox. And I supported them for a while. And then there were allegations going out. And there was people speaking up against the person who runs everything. And he was doing very illegal things. Like, he was taking people's information, like, address, like, like all that. Like, they were, like, hardcore doxing people. And there was proof with it. So, I, I'm like, I thought, like, are these the people I'm really supporting? Mm. So, I speak up about it. I get people's word. And I kind of go, if you guys know the YouTuber Sunny V2, I go full yeah. on Sunny mode. I gather everything I can and I make, like, a little video about it. And... The more I made about it, the more that came out, the true colors of these people came out. So mm -hmm. I just posted going. I stopped supporting them because that's not who I want to yeah. promote and all that. And they didn't like it. They didn't like how I was giving them a bad name that they already have because of what they did. So true. they decided to go under a fake copyright. Like, I don't even know what it was, but apparently they branded the name or whatever. And on the website, there's no copyright information because I'm pretty sure mm. I'm not sure you're supposed to have. If there's any copyright, you have to have the information. You can about check. It. You can check if the um the company is verified or something. Well, not verified, but like they're actually a legit company on the your government website. But government website. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know about that. I'll have to check into that. But no, they they used that as an excuse to take me down because I was using copyrighted material when I wasn't. It's, it's so it's so weird, but mm. yeah, they struck like six of my videos, and if you don't know, if you have three strikes on your channel, it takes like a week, and then your channel's gone forever. And I had like yeah. six, so I kind of just gave up because I knew it was over with. Mm -hmm. But it's just it's crazy, man. It was it was ridiculous, and there's nothing YouTube could do about it. They because it was a legal matter or whatever, so they were absolutely no help. Mm. Yeah, honestly, man, it it was honestly kind of uncalled for. To be honest, Definitely. for them to do that, I can I could understand. I can I can understand just like maybe like even just remotely just getting getting out of their like city or something like just copyright in their city, but not like your whole channel. You know what I mean? Like all six strikes, they could have like emailed you first. You know what I'm saying? Perhaps 
Exactly. No, like they could have communicated with me because like, they didn't even they at changing. the end as well. They didn't even communicate with me as well at the end. Yeah. They just literally they ignored everyone. Answer your email. Yeah, it's it's crazy that you know that they could have literally just responded professionally. I believe. I feel like it was a bit uncalled for, to be honest. Definitely. But yeah, are they still up? Mm, the like the company or mm -hmm. so called. Yeah. Actually, so funny you mentioned that. Recently, I've been told because there's like, like there's a whole group of people who are against them. Like we made like a Discord server yeah. and like it's populated as hell. And the owner who did it got IP banned from Discord. Oh wow! The itself got taken down. I don't think there's any like. I don't even think their website's up. I'll have to check into that real quick. Uh, the website's still up, but it doesn't look like it doesn't look like it's like updated or like actual. It's like it, if that makes sense. It's mm. it's very outdated. So I don't. I think like the actual website itself is down. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. The, 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 this this is. Not the official, so yeah, it's definitely taken down. Yeah. So, which is good. They deserve it. Yeah, they do, man. It's honestly, yeah, it's a bit dodgy to like, you know, steal people's information like that. What do they have again in terms of people's information? So, I was actually talking to someone that spoke out who came to me actually about it. And yeah. Actually, one of the old developers that helped develop the whole thing spoke out too oh what they did to the developer was starting to show the fate his face his address um yeah that's like, fucked town, all that i guess illegal and then they mm -hmm. also did it to some the same thing because he was starting to go against them not support them so they threatened to do the same thing actually did do the same thing to him yeah but what what led to what so led to them threatening them though what did they do I, what was the shady stuff that like, they were doing before that? I just think it was like supporting what other people like were saying negatively about them. So it's like, oh, if you say anything, you're getting doxxed kind of thing. Mm. And it's and well, it also what was the because, what was the shady stuff like before the doxing? Before the doxing, so there were allegations of him like hacking people, like taking all their stuff, like, like not mm. even like like. Like, I think, like, Discord, and then it's a Roblox cheat, so, like, stealing the Roblox account. Um, and apparently, there was, and I, I'm not, I, this is just a rumor, I have zero clue if this is true, I don't have any proof on it, but there was yeah. also, like, grooming going on. And oh, shit, and yeah, that's that. fucked, man. And yeah, I don't sound, uh, yeah, can't stand for I, that. I don't know if that's true, so yeah. I don't want to get onto that, because I don't know if it's true or not, mm -hmm. but. but. Yeah, that's fucked. Honestly. It's very controversial. Yeah. So I'm, 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 just, I'm glad I'm away from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually mental. But, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, moving on. Have you seen the new Zyda tweet? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Are you looking forward oh my God. to the return? I'm so hyped. For real, man, for real. It, it's so cool to see... A prominent esports talk like Zyder return. If you haven't seen yeah, it, everyone, so long. Team Zyder is returning very soon. It's crazy, honestly. I think within like the next year or so. Yeah, when Dunway yeah. finishes college. And that's, that's, that's going to come quicker than people may think. Very true. Time flies, you know. 
Time flies when you're on Team Voices podcasts. Facts, facts. It's already an hour and eleven minutes. Um, yeah, man. Are you enjoying your time on the show? No, oh, dude, this has been so fun. Mm. It's like my first proper podcast, and it's just it's it's a great experience. Thank you. Glad you're enjoying it. But yes, Team Zyda, I honestly can't wait to see Team Zyda back in action. I really, no, I really wonder who is going to join. Will you be grinding for it? I think, I think I might. I don't know. I have to really see. Since I've been getting really inactive, it just, I think it's just really what the future holds. Mm. I think will determine if I grind. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, without further ado. That was our amazing guest, Encept. Encept, is there any final things you want to say? Any lessons you want to tell the audience? Like, that's my last um, question to you. As the overall message is, like how J-Face said, like, don't give up. Find, find, give yourself a goal and then do anything to achieve it. Be an overachiever sometimes. Mm. The more the merrier. Exactly. I, I think. Never and settle for less. Never settle for less. Go above and beyond if possible. But also don't overwhelm yourself. Make sure there's a balance, but yeah. Nonetheless, that was an intercept. Intercept. How was your time? It was great, man. Fantastic. Anyway, that's going to wrap up the podcast. We hope to see you next week. I'm not too sure. We'll have to see who actually bothers to show up on the Team Wishes podcast studio doorstep. And yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Hopefully next week. Goodbye for now. Later, everyone. Peace.